Welcome to podcast number 196 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today's podcast is entitled, How to Set Goals to Increase Our Faith. You know the topic of faith is a very powerful one. It's one that is confused. It's one that is taught frequently, and yet one that many people struggle with. So I believe we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us as we get into this teaching today. I pray that you would bless us, Lord. Father, thank you for your blessings, your goodness, your kindness. Thank you, Lord, that you give us faith, that you give us a measure of faith, that you believe that faith is such a crucial part of our life, that without our faith, Lord, we would have never accepted you. So I now, in faith, move forward into this podcast and ask now the Holy Spirit to move in the way that only he can do it. I yield and submit to him, and I pray for your guidance and direction. I pray that people would be blessed today, and those who are listening in would increase their faith and have a desire to set goals to accomplish that. So we need your help. We need you to guide and direct. We need you to touch us and help us to establish the goals in our life that will be pleasing to you and bless the kingdom of God. For I ask these things now in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to thank you for listening in today because I believe we have something special that the Holy Spirit has given me in the area of faith. This podcast, I believe, could be the most important one that I've ever done on faith. Why would I say that? Because I've done an awful lot of them. I've taught for many years. I was a pastor for 20 years, spoke many times on the topic of faith. I've written a couple of books on faith, so I believe in faith. But I believe this podcast is really the most important one that I've done on faith because my goal is to help you set goals for greater faith. Almost everyone wants to increase their faith. I believe that. I'm sure that if you are honest with yourself, you'd say that to yourself anyways. But most do not set a goal or establish a plan to increase their faith. The first step is to take a step. The second step is to take action. Now that may sound a little redundant, but I want to drive home the point that we need to take our first step and have a plan of action to increase our faith. I had planned on giving you a step-by-step, you know, one, step two, step three, step four, but I really felt that the Holy Spirit had a better plan. So let's just get into the Word of God and see what the Bible says about taking these steps. The Bible tells us how and why and when God directs our steps. So let's look at a few scriptures. The first one's found in the book of Psalms, Psalm 37, verses 23 and 24, found in the New Living Translation. Let me read that to you right now. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. You see, God wants us to take action. He wants us to make plans. He wants us to set goals. And here the psalmist wrote something that's very important to this teaching today, and that is that the Lord directs the steps of the godly. That means those who are serving God and seeking a closer walk with Him. It says here that He delights, God delights in every detail of our life, every single aspect of our life, God is interested in. If it's important to you, it's important to Him. If it's of interest to you, it's of interest to Him. We need to believe that. And it says here that though they stumble, that means though we have problems, though we have setbacks, though we have challenges, we will never fail. It says, for the Lord holds them by the hand. So see, God is there to help us as He's guiding our steps. He literally takes us by the hand, so to speak, and walks us through something difficult. I know when my wife and I go out and maybe it's raining or whatever, and it'll be a little slippery in the pavement, I always reach out and hold her hand to be sure that she's stable in her walk because I know sometimes I do that because I just want to show her how much I love her, but I do that because I want her to understand that I care and I want her to be careful and I want to be sure that she doesn't fall. So that's how God is 
with us and he wants to guide our steps and direct us. So I want you to reach out your hand today to the Lord, take a hold of his hand and let him take you through this teaching on how to set goals to increase, you know, your faith. Now in the book of Proverbs, here's another scripture. It's found in 16 verse 9. That's Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9 in the New Living Translation. Listen to this. We make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. You see, God wants us to make the plan, but he wants to determine. He wants to set the guidelines and the rules and the direction for those steps. It kind of reminds me of an architect. An architect will draw something. He'll draw a building. He'll get a piece of paper out and he makes all these drawings and he gets all the plans for a building. But only the steps that we take will build it. Now, you can draw your plan and that's wonderful. We need to do that. But the steps that we take determines the end result of the plan that we've made. So I pray that you'll take that into the proper context and understand that as we go through this teaching on setting goals to have greater faith. Here's another passage of scripture I think that'll be helpful in this topic today. It's found in Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 24 in the New Living Translation. Here's what it says. The Lord directs our steps, so why try to understand everything along the way? Isn't that interesting? We know throughout the Word of God, we see instructions how God directs our steps. But in this particular one, I thought it was important because it said, so then why worry about it? He's basically saying, why try to understand everything along the way? If God is guiding us, then why do we need to have to try and understand it? When I reach my hand out to my wife, when the pavement is slippery from rain, and I hold her hand to take her and make sure she's stable as we walk together, she doesn't need to understand every step that I take. She's trusting in the steps that I take take because she knows that I love her and I care for her and I want to protect her. Well, that's how God is with us. When we take steps, when we want to take one step after another to reach our goal, we've got to understand that God has it all under control. He's in his plan and he's not going to mess up. He's not going to make a mistake. God's ways, the Bible tells us, are better than ours. His thoughts are greater than ours. Everything about God is so much more important and greater than ours, his thoughts and his ideas. So it's only by faith that we can increase our faith. So we need to understand through this scripture that take God's hand, let his word guide and direct us, let the Holy Spirit guide and direct us. When we go to church, let the message from the pastor guide and direct us. When we read the word of God, let those words guide and direct us. And he wants us then to submit to him, to yield to him, and not worrying about every step that's going to be taken because it's in his hand, he's in control, and he's not going to lead us in the wrong direction. I hope that's helpful. I hope it's not a little redundant, but I thought it was important to bring that out. Let me give you another scripture. It's found in the book of Psalms. Psalm number 119, verse 104. Listen to this. It's in the New Living Translation. This is instructions on how God will guide our steps towards our goals. It says here, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. You see, the Lord has everything planned out. He's got a perfect plan. He's got a perfect way of doing things because God is perfect. And so therefore, we don't need to question or wondering his steps. We don't need to wonder whether he's going to take us in the right direction or not. He's always going to guide us. His word is a lamp to guide my feet and it's a light for my path. That means the Word of God is the best way that we can get our instructions on how we should take our steps towards our goals. Now, through all these scriptures, we know that God wants us to take steps, to make a plan, to take 
take action. When the apostles wanted to increase their faith, they simply asked Jesus. It's found in Luke chapter 17 and verse 5. The apostles simply said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. So if we want to have our faith increased, then we need to ask God to show us how. And we should do that as we read the Word of God. Every time we pick up the Bible and we're reading on something about faith or on a subject that will help our faith, we need to ask God to help us understand that so that we can learn how to increase our faith, just like the apostles did when they were speaking directly to Jesus. See, the the apostles knew who they should go to for source, for help, and for their direction. The apostles went to Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And that's found in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, where Jesus is the one who has set up faith. He's the one that perfects our faith. And so we need to take that step because it's always the right step and the good step to make. Now, you may not have thought about setting goals to increase your faith. You might think, well, my faith is good enough and I'm just happy with it. But I think when you pray, you want your prayers to be effective. You want your prayers to be powerful. The Bible says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So I believe we want to have prayers that will avail much. They'll accomplish much. So if you're a person who wants to see an increase in your faith, then we need to understand that God wants us to set goals and take steps for anything that we need in our life. I mean, that's anything, regardless of what it is. He wants us to set a plan, to set goals, and then ask him to guide and direct our steps. Now, I have to admit that I've always enjoyed setting goals. I'm I'm one of these guys that enjoys to have goals in my life. Now, I'm not always happy when my goals are not achieved, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. I believe we need to continue, though, to set goals even if our goals are not met. This makes me think of Abraham Lincoln, who set a goal to be elected to public office. He just wanted to serve his community, the people around him, and he felt he could do that and he could lead them. So he set a goal in his life to, to win a public office. But he lost election after election after election. But you know, he never gave up. He never gave up at all. And eventually, Abraham Lincoln became president of the United States of America. He was elected to the highest office in the land because he did not give up on his goal. Here's another one. Thomas Edison. He had a goal to invent the light bulb. Now, he failed. A lot of people don't realize this, but he failed over a thousand times before he finally was successful. Can you imagine having a thousand failures at something that you want to accomplish and yet never giving up on it. A lot of people say, well, just let it go. Just give up on that. You know, don't worry about it. It evidently wasn't meant to be or God's not in that. But no, that's not always the case. Many times we need to try over and over and over again and knowing that what we're doing is something that God's going to bless. Remember, God's word tells us that he wants us to plan our ways, but he wants us to direct our steps. So maybe Thomas Edison didn't have his steps to directed exactly the way that God wanted to direct him. But on the other hand, he did eventually create the light bulb. Now we will all have failures before we achieve something or before we accomplish the goal that we've set. And many times the goal that we set is not going to be accomplished. And so we just have to know when that is and know in our spirit that God wants us to let it go and move on to something else. Now, if you're struggling about getting started on setting your goals, don't let it get you down because the only way that we can set a goal is to get started. I said earlier in this podcast that the first step is to take a step and the second step is to take action. So when we want to set a plan to accomplish something in our life, we've got to take that first step. Without the first step, we're never going to accomplish anything. So let me give you something that I think that will help you in setting your goals. 
I know has helped me first enjoy the journey. You know, there's something about being on a journey to accomplish something that's inspiring to me. When I set a goal, I start thinking about what it would be like for that goal to be accomplished. I like to think about building a building and I imagine what it's going to look like when it's finished. I believe that we're supposed to have goals and dreams and I believe the Lord can give us a picture of what it's going to be like when that goal or that dream has been accomplished. So I'm a big believer in enjoying the journey. Don't get discouraged if the goal doesn't happen right away, but we need to understand that the journey is probably one of the most exciting parts of setting goals. Let me give you a scripture that the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, how he talked about his life and how he dealt with his past and how he dealt with the goals that he wanted to accomplish. Let's get into that right now. It's found in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14 in the New Living Translation, and it's entitled Pressing Towards the Goal. So what a what a great way to get into this particular area, understanding that we need to have goals. Paul said this in verse 12, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. He says, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Verse 13, no dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. You know, that verse could be one of the most powerful verses that we'll ever read in our walk with God, in our walk in just our regular daily life. Verse 14 says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. What Paul's telling us here is to press on towards the goal, to move forward to the goal. Now, Paul is talking about his eventual goal is to live eternity with Christ Jesus. And that's the goal that he has. But he's also giving us hope for how we accomplish the goals that we set in our life. If our goal is to have greater faith, then we need to press on. Paul is telling us that as we work towards our goal, he gives us a couple things that are very important. He says he hasn't achieved it yet, which means yet means that it's still to come. And I like that. He says, basically, he hasn't achieved it, but he says, I focus on this one thing. He's focusing on the goal that he has, and we need to keep our focus on increasing our faith if that is our goal that we want to have in our life. And it says he learns how to forget the past. So that means he forgets the past failures. He learned how to forget the challenges that hurt him and stopped him and delayed accomplishing the goals that he had had in his life. And we need to do the same thing. We need to forget the past. We need to forget our past failures, our past disappointments for people who have caused us great grief or trials or challenges. And we need to forget that and move on and move forward. And then he says, I look forward to what lies ahead. So Paul's once again given us an example of how to achieve our goal is to look forward to what's about to take place. He says, I press on to reach the end of the race. And so when we have a goal, let's press on to receive the end of the race, which is to receive greater faith. And when you get greater faith, you'll probably want even greater faith than that. But I don't think that that's bad. I think that that's good because... We, we set a goal to have greater faith, but that doesn't mean when we get to a certain point, we say, well, I've arrived, I've got it. Paul isn't saying here that I've achieved it yet, what he's talking about his goal. But what he's telling us here is that in our life, that we need to understand that goal setting is wonderful, but we need to press on, stay focused, looking forward to what lies ahead, forgetting the past, and let's do that, and let's move forward to accomplish our goal to have 
greater faith. I believe it's going to happen. Matter of fact, I just know that's going to happen in your life in Jesus' name. Now, I mentioned in order to get your goal started, to set your goal and to move forward, and during your journey to accomplish your goal, to enjoy the journey, in addition to that, another thing we need to understand is that God has a purpose in our life. He set a purpose in our life for us to accomplish things. In book of Psalms 57, verse 2 in the New Living Translation, the psalmist wrote this, I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. So we've got to understand that God has a purpose for our lives. He's given us a purpose and a plan. And part of that plan in our life is to have faith. He wants us to have faith and to have that faith grow and increase in strength. So therefore, we need to cry out to him, to the God most high, who will fulfill his purpose for me. And that is a purpose to give me greater faith. Now, don't wait for the perfect time to start seeking greater faith. A lot of people say, well, you know, there's just so much going on. I'm just too busy. I can't really get into it now. So many things are happening in my life. I've been sick or I've had problems at work or I've had some challenges in my family or whatever it might be. And so we we kind of procrastinate and we wait and we say, well, I've got to find the perfect time. You see, a lot of people are going through challenges. I know that, but we cannot wait for our timing to be perfect. All of these things that happen in our life, these challenges, these delays, these sicknesses, these things that cause us to hit a wall and slow us down, these things will put stress on us. And we may feel a little overwhelmed or weak when it comes to setting up goals in our life to accomplish things, especially when it comes to having a goal or greater faith in our life and have a plan to see that faith come about in our life. But you know, the more I think about it, I cannot imagine or think of a better time to seek greater faith than when you're in the midst of having all these trials and all these challenges and all these difficulties. There's a wonderful scripture that the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10 that deals with when we're facing these challenges. So listen what the Apostle Paul had to say. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Once again, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. Here's what he says. He says, I begged the Lord, he said in verse 8, to take away these challenges that I was going with. Verse 9 says, and each time he said, that is, God said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. Verse 10, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So when we're facing challenges, just I know you're going to run into them. We all do. But that is a great time to work on increasing your faith. And I believe when you set a goal to increase your faith, challenges are going to come up. And like Paul said here, when he faces all these things, when people insulted him and he had hardships and he had persecutions and he had troubles, he basically says, I'm weak. He says, but when I'm weak, I'm strong because of what Jesus said. Jesus said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So when we are weak, he is strong. So therefore, when you're going through the challenges of life, don't give up on your goals. Don't give up on increasing more faith because that will be a great step in achieving greater faith. In putting this podcast together, I ran across a scripture that I thought was kind of comical and yet it's right on track for what I'm talking about here. And that had to do with the time to start is now when we are challenged in various things in our life and we are challenged to maybe plan something out or work towards our goal 
soul, especially if it's increasing our faith, the things are going to come up. And there's quite frankly never going to be a perfect time to try and set goals and to set a plan to go towards that. So in the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's in chapter 11 and verse 4, there's a wonderful scripture on this. And it says this, Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant if they watch every cloud they never harvest. So see, it's never going to be the perfect time. If you wait for perfect weather in order to plant your plan and to set your goals, you're never going to plant. And if you never plant, you're never going to receive the harvest. So I think that's an appropriate scripture and one that'll bless you. In addition to that, the Apostle Paul has some good advice when it comes to doing things that he wanted to do. It's a scripture that I've always found rather interesting because I can relate to his words. Paul said something kind of generally to the fact that he struggled with doing what was right when he knew it was right to do it. So it's found in Romans chapter 7 and verses number 15 through 17. He says, now I don't really understand myself. He says, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. Verse 17, so I'm not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Now he's talking about sin here, but what he's saying is that there's things in my life that I know that I should do and yet I don't do them even though I know that they're right. And that has to do with so many areas of our life. I think that has to do with dealing with our plans to set goals, especially in the area of having greater faith. Paul knew what he should do. He knew the right thing to do. He knew when he should do it, but he still didn't do it. Now, I really enjoy that scripture because it helps me understand that maybe I have hope. And of course, I know I have hope, the blessed hope of Jesus Christ. But maybe all of us have hope that when we don't accomplish the things that we want to accomplish and that we know what we should do, but we don't do it, that it's something that not only do we struggle with, but Paul struggles with. But then Paul writes again in another scripture that's really powerful when it comes to setting plans to, to make goals to increase his faith. Here's one of the ones I think that would be helpful to us. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 in the New Living Translation. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, now let's stop there. He's saying it doesn't really matter what's happening in your life. Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, it's whether you go to work or you don't go to work, it's whether you're working around the house to do something, or it's whether you're involved with just a conversation with someone else, or whether you're going through difficult times or good times, however it might be, whether you're sick or whether you're healthy. It says whatever you do, do, do it all for the glory of God. So let's put that scripture to work on the subject of making plans to set goals to have greater faith. Whatever you do and whenever you're doing it, make sure that it's all for the glory of God. The reason that we want to have greater faith is for God's glory. It's to bless the kingdom of God. It's to bless other people. We don't want greater faith so that people can just look at us and say, oh, look at that person. Wow, they're a great man or a woman of faith. That's wonderful. Well, that's fine if it happens, but that must never be our goal because Paul warns us, whatever we do, it's got to always be for the glory of God. So I believe that when we have a desire to have greater faith, it's that God receives the glory, that God receives all the honor, and he receives all the praise for any faith that we have in our life. Let me close out with this scripture I think that's wonderful that'll help wrap this all up. In Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number three, it says this, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. If you have a goal, let me just put it this way. If you have a goal to have greater faith, then just commit it to God and let him establish our plan. We do that by praying 
We do that by reading God's word. We do that by trusting in the Lord with all of our heart, leaning not on our own understanding and all our ways, acknowledging him and he will direct our paths. That's how we do it. We do it by keeping our eyes on God's word. We do it by understanding that, that God's word is a light to our path, that God's word lights up the direction that we should go. We do that because we know that we, when we have a goal or a journey, we're doing it because we want the kingdom of God to be blessed. We want God to receive all the glory and all the honor for it. So whatever we do, do it all for the glory of God. And whatever we do, commit that work to the Lord, whatever it is, and he will establish our plan. Well, let me pray with you. I hope this has been a blessing to you and I hope it's helped you maybe get a better understanding of how you can accomplish to set up a plan and have a goal for greater faith. And when you get that plan, God will bless it and you'll see a greater, closer walk with God and stronger faith in your prayer life and your desire to bless the kingdom of God and bless others. Father, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I pray for those who are listening in right now that you would bless them and keep them. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to have greater faith, that they would put you first in all things, Lord, and that they would enjoy the journey, Lord, to have greater faith. And that as they're going through that process of studying your word and getting closer to you, Father, and praying and asking the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction and setting up a plan, Lord, that they would do it all to bless you. And I pray, Lord, that their faith would grow, that it would increase, Lord, as they reach out, Father, to pray for others and meet the needs of others, Lord, there will be great results and that you will receive the glory and the honor for it. I thank you for that. I'll give you praise for it. Now, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, if you'd like to know more about the teachings that I do in the podcast entitled Quality Christian Living, that's the overall covering of our podcast, and it deals with living a quality, abundant Christian life. I've discussed many topics in our podcast, areas such as prosperity and the gifts of the Spirit and the manifestation of the Spirit and having greater faith. I did a series on faith for miracles, did a series on how to get out of debt and enjoy what it's like to be debt-free, how to live a prosperous life both spiritually and financially, and just a, a long list of topics that will be a blessing to those people who want to live a truly quality Christian life. So if you'd like to get more information on that, you can go to my webpage. It's found at davidcfriendauthor.com. When you pull the webpage up, there'll be a link there to all the podcasts that I've done. This is podcast number 196, so you can tell there's been a lot of topics and a lot of subjects that we've covered. You know, I was a pastor for 20 years, and as a pastor, I would teach on various subjects that I thought would bless and help and encourage and teach our congregation how to have a closer walk with God and to live a quality Christian life, an abundant life. And in teaching that, it kind of rolled over into my podcast, and that is that this podcast is designed to help people really understand what it is to live a wonderful life as a Christian. We don't endure being a Christian. We enjoy it. We have abundant life. We have a life filled with the joy of the Lord. So that's what it's all about. And so those podcasts are on there to help you live a truly quality Christian life. In addition to that, if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, my next podcast, number 197, is entitled, How to Be Full of Faith. Now, it's taken from the story of Stephen. Remember the story about how the apostles were growing and the church was growing and they needed people to help and serve the other people? Well, Stephen was a man of faith, a man of power, but he was also a servant. And he understood what it was like to serve people. So they chose him to serve people, to feed people, and to do whatever was needed in the church. And 
when the Bible talks about Stephen, it talks about that he was a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. So I believe that that teaching is powerful. It can help us understand what it would be like to be full of faith, overflowing with faith like Stephen had. So it's an interesting podcast. I think it's one that you'll be blessed. You might want to let your friends and family members know that we're going to be continuing our teaching on faith. And I believe this next podcast will be a blessing to them to understand what it's like. You know, people want to know what it's like to be filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues and have the manifestations and the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of Spirit in their life. And that's wonderful and that's powerful. And I did a number of series messages on those topics. But what is it like to be full of faith, to be so filled that whenever a trial comes, you know how to deal with it. You know to take it to God. You know to be anxious for nothing but everything through prayer, petitioned with thanksgiving, make our requests made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and guard our minds in Christ Jesus. What is it like to live that type of a life? So with that, I believe God's going to bless it. And you might want to let your friends or family members know that it's going to be a positive message on faith and one I think there'll be a blessing to them. So I'm going to close with these words and I want to thank you for once again for listening into Quality Christian Living. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may you achieve an increase in your faith and have greater faith that will give God praise and give him glory and all the honor and thank him for it right now in advance. Call forth that thing now in your life as though that it, even though it's not, as though that it is and then receive it, I pray. Thank you once again for listening in. May God richly bless you.